Welcome to the Moment in Ministry podcast. In a world that's filled with fear and anxiety, it is now, more than ever, imperative that those which are called by Christ's name turn and look upon Him. Well, hello again. This is Pastor Steve Dameron for a Moment in Ministry, and I'm with Dr. T.H. Moore, and we're on the road. So uh, I wanted him to introduce himself uh, a little bit about your ministry, um, maybe a short little bit about your background, too. About my background? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm the pastor here at Capital Baptist Church. We're in our 13th year and uh, pastored in Oxford, PA, five years before that. And I was on staff uh, at a Bible college uh, for two years before that. So it's been about 20 years now in a full-time ministry. And uh, I was saved as an adult. Uh, I worked in the, my wife and I were actually saved on the same day, same mm-hmm. night. And I was working at a career in the casino industry in Atlantic City and uh, was working my way up the management ladder and uh, through some circumstances in my life and my father passing away, we walked into an independent Baptist church uh, just with open hearts and just looking for answers. And it was on a Tuesday night. My wife and I wanted to meet with the pastor. We showed up for visitation thinking that... uh, uh, we could get our questions answered, not realizing what visitation was. And uh, he asked us if we knew we were going to heaven, we died. And of course, we said we didn't. And he led both of us to the Lord that night. And of course, the Lord changed our lives and called uh, me into the ministry, went off to Bible college, and, and here I am today. Amen. So, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, kind of field some questions and talk a little bit about biblical preaching. And that's our topic here today is helps for biblical preaching. All right, so our first question. Um, what are some helpful practices that you found that you have put into your life, maybe some errors even <laughs> over the, over time, that uh, have helped you in maintaining biblical preaching? Yes. Well, uh, you know, make you make a lot of mistakes along the way because of time management, and of course where you are, the size of your ministry mm-hmm. has an, an effect on that. But uh, what I try to do is uh, I try to live by a schedule. You know, as a pastor, you uh, you don't have a time clock. Uh, you don't really report to anyone. Of course, there's accountability to the local church and right. ultimately to the Lord. But I try to make my schedule my boss. And so I have each day of the week mapped out what I'm going to do. And so I've set aside um, times that I study and I try to protect that time and so uh, yeah I have those set days to study um, for me uh, you know, I try to start reading the text early in the week that I want to preach on then um, I'll study Tuesday and Wednesday for Wednesday and then Friday and finish up Saturday for Sunday yeah uh, what I like to do is uh, it just helps me we're all different but uh, I, I like to preach through books of the Bible yeah and through character studies on Sunday morning and Sunday night. Uh, typically, I'll do Old Testament, New Testament, just to have a little bit of variety, but it's uh, also typically expository. Uh, and then on Wednesday nights, I'll, uh, I'll do something topical, just mm-hmm. to change it up a little bit, so it's not always the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what that does, it, it helps me, it gives me direction, so I don't have to sit around every week, week wondering, um, what am I going to preach on this mm-hmm. week? Uh, I already know the direction, and it helps the church uh, understand the books of the Bible, the context uh, context of that book, and it kind of brings them along through the book. 
And so it not only helps me as I study it, but it also helps them as I preach through it to know the book better. So it uh, it just helps them just grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord. You know? Yep. All right. So we talked some about the practices, and that is, you know, being scheduled um, and planning. I, I think there's um, a misnomer out there that basically, if you're planning something, um, you're not you're not being led by the Spirit, which uh, to me, what I've I can't remember if uh, I I don't think I was the originator. I'm not very original, so uh, I remember somebody telling me this about preaching, and that is, if the Holy Spirit can lead you in the next minute, He might be able to lead you in the next year, yeah. because He is God. Right. There's no time constraint. So if you're planning, He knows yes. what's what's there and i'm not saying like i know uh in the summertime i was doing a series and god just laid it heavy on my heart no pause do this and you just pause yes you just hit the pause button and this is what our message is because that's what the people need right there so we're not saying that you're not led by the spirit we're just saying that this the spirit though as you're praying if you spend time in it he's going to lead and guide you and that helps you then not have that stress every every sunday night and monday oh what what do I got to do this this week? Yeah, yeah, and, and the Lord is as much in the study as He is in the pulpit. So, yes. Yeah, you pray and you ask Him to lead you as you're studying, but then also you're open to His leadership as you're preaching. Yes. And and like you said, if if I'm going, you you can sense when it's time to move on to another topic. If I do a topical series on Wednesday, the Lord says, "Okay, that's enough. Let's just go on to something else." So yeah, the Lord's just follow His direction still, whether it's a study or in the pulpit. All right, so then we said, what are some errors kind of in the practice, in the practical sense? What are some errors that maybe uh, through experience or uh, through somebody else teaching you uh, things that you watch out for and avoid in the area of biblical preaching? Yeah, we we talked a little bit about this a moment ago is the time factor. Yeah, Uh, People have said that the uh, greatest enemy of the ministry is the ministry, and by that they mean... There's so many things to do. Yeah. Uh, there's always more people to visit. There's always more things to do administratively. And uh, you really have to realize that as a pastor, you're to do everything every Christian is to do. You know, read your Bible, pray, go soul winning and all those things. But then there's only certain things that the Lord has given only you to do, mm-hmm. like to lead the church, yeah. to preach the word of God. And... Uh, and pastor the people and preaching is the priority that is and sometimes we miss that you know this is the big meal if you will for the people it's like preparing a meal you know and that's what they need it's your one opportunity to address everyone at one time yeah and we can't just throw something together you know and I understand with circumstances and things that happen sometimes you press a little more things you can't control but as a habit on a regular basis, you need to make that those three things your priority, you know, where to preach the word. So you have to watch the time because, uh, you know, that's important. Uh, and then also, uh, I would say making the application. A lot of times we can preach a truth from the Bible, but we have to bring it. The preaching really begins when you make the application of that truth to the people's daily lives. Yeah. And uh, as we were joking about a little bit, that's kind of sometimes where you get in trouble. You know, right. Here's the truth, but here's what you are to do to obey that truth. Yeah. You know, so it brings it right into, okay, here's what, I'm, what the Bible says, 
and here and this day and what we're dealing with, this is how we apply it. Yeah. And so don't fail to make that application. That gives them the nuts and bolts of what to do with what they heard. And you see that through scripture. Yeah. Um, like with Jeremiah, mm-hmm. um, God is kind of uh, really pushing him because he's almost griping, saying, I don't want to do this. And right. he's saying, hey, um, I'll give you the message, but also you don't be afraid of their yeah. faces and yeah. all that. Yeah. Uh, but then we also see uh, Timoth- uh, Paul saying that to Timothy. That you've got to, um, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to be careful of silliness and pettiness, mm-hmm. um, false doctrine, uh, but also that uh, you've got to be instant in season, out of season. You've got to r- reprove, rebuke, exhort, and you know the the liberals, you know, scold us and say, well, you know what, you guys just you're just like hellfire and brimstone. Um, no, I, I don't agree with that because I don't think they've been at our churches that much, right. and they would they would attest to that. Right. You know, you, you I talk to the average liberal; he hasn't been in a Baptist church in you know decades. Right. So how do you know? Right. Uh, but also, um, part of it is the application, mm-hmm. and we can't be scared because we've been ministering to our people. We can't be scared and saying, "Well, uh, that person here, here, here." Um, they're sitting out there, and oh, I'm wondering if they're going to be offended. Well, then, you know, learn some learn some tact a little bit, but but also it's our job, mm-hmm. just like with our children, we are a shepherd. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I I agree. Yeah, totally and, I, with and you. I say I agree with what you said about grace and truth is yes. kind of the phrase we use. Jesus yeah. Christ came with grace and truth. Right. He was bold, but he was also compassionate at the same time. Uh, he had convictions, but yes. compassion coupled together. And the interesting thing is in the scriptures, too, in, in Acts chapter 2, you see the other side of that. Not only are we told to make that application, but you see the people listening when they cried out, what shall we do? So they want to know what yeah. we do with this truth. Yeah. You know? So you see both sides yeah. of that. 